Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. M-A-I-N-M-E-N-U Main Menu Main Menu Main Menu Hello everyone and welcome to Main Menu for the 30th of March 2018. This is your co-host Jason Castingway. Spring is here and so is a major update to the Windows 10 operating system. We're going to talk with Jeff Bishop and others from the Microsoft team about the accessibility enhancements, specifically those relating to Narrator. Then Janine provides some resource information as well as a quick demo of what's new with Be My Eyes and how it can be used to reach the Microsoft Accessibility Desk. Next, Randy and I were supposed to bring to you some things we have in mind, but we're putting that off for another show because Jeff Bishop, John, and Larry Gassman have a recording for us as they talk CSUN. Enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. This is Janine Stanley from Main Menu, and it's Windows Update time again. And we have with us on the show the ever-popular Joe Steinkamp. Hi, Joe. Hi, how's it going? Doing well. One of my, uh, okay, one of my two favorite times of year, that would be the spring and the fall updates. So, see, we know that there are equinoxes coming when there's a Windows update. <laughs> Our favorite Microsoft employee is joining us with his team, and that is Mr. Jeff Bishop. Hi, Jeff. Well, hello. Glad to be back. He's, he's stunned by the honorific of favorite Microsoft employee. But his team is is also pretty high up on the radar. And Jeff, would you introduce who we have with us today? You bet. We'd be happy to do that. So we have a number of, of my team here. And first of all, we have uh, Brett Humphrey, who is here to talk to us. Hello, Brett. Hello, hello. And we have Carolina Hernandez. Hi, everybody. And Mariah Moon. Hello, everyone. It's great to be back. Okay, so we are going to be talking about the spring update. And Jeff, if you want to start us off here, we're going to launch into all of the really cool things that we're going to be looking at. But uh, give us a little bit of info about the spring update. Well, I'll let Carolina kick this off. You know, we're we're looking at, uh, you know, it, it coming out soon, but I'll let her speak to that. So Carolina, why don't you uh, get us started? Fabulous. Thank you, Jeff. Yes. Um, so thank you for having us. I'm super thrilled to be here and talk to you guys about the journey that we are with Narrator and Windows. And, and I can't wait um, for, for the team to tell you all of the great things that are coming in that next release of Windows. I also wanted to kind of call out, um, I know that we're talking about Narrator and Windows, but um, Windows and Microsoft is working a lot to ensure that we are making a great and accessible platform. We've had um, enhancements like eye gaze technology, as well as learning tools that have been adding to Edge. And those you'll be able to find as well uh, in the upcoming release of of Windows. But today we really want to focus on like ease of access um, in Narrator. So let me start um, just with a little bit of context um, that I mentioned. So like 
as many of you know, um, our, with our new CEO, Sachi Nadella, Microsoft has embarked on a journey to find and foster a new culture. And our new culture is described by our mission statement, which is to empower every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more. And as Windows has um, continued on this uh, journey, we have also jumped on this journey. For starters, right, we have, ship, we have changed how sh we ship Windows. Um, so like you mentioned, we have the Equinox that so we have uh, two releases a year. And what we really, really based on those and what we really take into account is all of the feedback. And we ensure that everybody that is part of our insider program or not is able to give us feedback. And we take that feedback and we make sure that every release, we're addressing more and more customer feedback. One of the things that we want to do with our screen reader is, is be a part of this journey. As you know, Narrator started at the when we started with Narrator, we really started with a need. We really needed, um, our customers really needed Narrator for very, very basic tasks, uh, but not much else. The journey where we're embarking right now is that we want to get to a place where we actually want it. We want to build um, Narrator into a screener that customers actually want to use. However, we don't really want to stop there. We really want to culminate our journey with customers telling us how much they actually love Narrator for doing everything and anything that they need with their Windows devices. Now, I know that some of you have been in this journey with us, and we absolutely love it. And we also know that we have still ways to go in this journey, <laughs> in that um, we really thank you for all your input. And I want to assure you that you are helping us to make the product better. And, and we really, truly appreciate all of the, all of the things that you're doing for us. Um, and then um, I do want to kind of pass the floor off to Mariah, who's going to tell you a little bit about uh, the upcoming improvements um, for, action, for our um, ease of access settings. Thanks, Carolina. So yes, I am going to be talking about some of the updates that are coming with the ease of access settings for the next release of Windows. We really wanted to focus on three main things. We wanted to make them easier to discover, easier to learn, and easier to use. So I thought I'd walk you through some of the, the updates we, we made. So we, we first started by bringing a lot of the accessibility settings that are around Windows uh, and bringing them e into the ease of access settings so they'd have kind of one home. We also grouped features by ability. So features, so those, those, grouping, uh, those groupings are vision, hearing, and interaction. So I'll give you some examples. So within the vision group, there's the settings for display, cursor and pointer size, magnifier, color filters, high contrast, and narrator. Under hearing, you'll find things like audio and closed captions. The next thing we did is we, um, we put the most frequently used features first. So within the vision category, within display, the, the most used features are things like make everything bigger, make everything brighter. So those are going to be seen kind of first. So they're easier to discover. In the category of making things a little bit easier to learn, we added descriptions to some of the features that we have so that it's easier for people to learn kind of what the features do. So for example, magnifier is getting a description that's kind of explaining that you use it to zoom in and out of parts of your display. And a lot of the other features are, are getting des descriptions as well. So it's easier to kind of browse around and, and find what's useful. 
Another thing that we added to make it a little bit easier to learn how to use is we added text that explains the keyboard shortcuts that are next to the settings within the ease of access settings. So next to the toggle to turn on and off magnifier, there's now, you know, text that that basically says you can turn this on by pressing the Windows logo key plus the plus sign to turn on magnifier. So someone who's a keyboard shortcuts user um, that uses a keyboard a lot might find that useful because they're going to be able to learn uh, those keyboard shortcuts more quickly. Is that something, Mariah, that can be controlled? So can you turn off those kind of like hints or or is that text that's permanently there? That text is always going to be there, but that, I think that's a an interesting suggestion for sure, um, but yes, that that text is gonna is will will show up. One of the other things we did to make it a little bit easier to learn is we redesigned some of the settings pages so they're a little bit quicker to use. So one of the examples of this is the color filters page was redesigned to make it a little bit easier for people to figure out what settings will be kind of most appropriate for them. So that's kind of our example for that one. And okay, now we get to kind of an exciting piece for our screen reader users, which is we wanted to make the settings easier to use. And what we did is we actually put in headings and landmarks into the settings that you can use a screen reader uh, to browse with. So the same way you might use heading and landmark navigation when you're browsing the web, you can do that same type of thing now in our settings app. And now we have uh, a demo of headings uh, working with Narrator in settings. I'm just going to do a quick demo of headings working in settings. Uh, Right now I already have the settings app open. I'm in the search box and so I'm just going to work forward from here. I'm going to press cap space to turn on scan mode. Scan. We now know scan mode is on. And I'm just going to use H to jump through some of the headings. Ease of access. Heading level 1. Vision. Heading level 2. And each time I press H, we just keep moving forward. Hearing, heading level 2. Interaction, heading level 2. Narrator, heading level 1. Use narrator, heading level 2. Choose when to start narrator, heading level 2. Sync settings, heading level 2. And now what's nice is, much like we do on the web, I can now arrow down. And uh, in this case, there's some text under this heading, and we'll just start reading it. Let everyone use my settings before sign-in. Recommended if you want to use a serial braille display before sign-in. And again, because it's scan mode, we can keep arrowing down. Use current settings before sign in button. And again, if I want to press H, I can just jump to the next header. Personalize narrator's voice, heading level two. One of the things that's important to note about this particular audio demo is that it's about our continued journey of what does it mean to kind of unify uh, how people use a screen reader. One of our overarching goals is to make Windows Uh, easier to learn and use. And that's part of what we're trying to do. If you can learn to use the web, you can turn around and get through Windows just as easily. So it's really important to our customers. And this is yet another step in that direction for us. By adding headings to our application story, what we're really trying to create is the unified interaction model that is scan mode. And so this, um, what scan mode really allows you to do is uh, interact with both web and apps in a unified way. And so we're getting a little bit closer by adding uh, heading support to applications. And that's important because it's Windows, but it's also happening across some product lines. Some of these aspects come over to the Xbox. This is my obligatory portion of the program where I jump up and talk about how uh, the Xbox is one of the most accessible gaming consoles out there, and I use it often. And I 
since the last time I've been on this program, about seven other blind people have joined me. My friends list is filling up with blind and low vision people who've come over. And one of the things that they say is they can hook up a USB keyboard or wireless keyboard and utilize some of the same things from scan mode and other portions of Narrator on the Xbox, not just through the Xbox UI, but also in things like Microsoft Edge, which is available as well. And one of the great things is that you can take some of your things from your PC and actually put them in OneDrive and carry them over to your Xbox and vice versa. There's actually someone, uh, Sarah Arlani, who actually does a lot of stuff in Mixer and some of the things that she's learned uh, has been through actually going back and forth through the different programs and finding a lot of that universality coming across in each one of these apps. So now let's talk navigation. Great. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about the navigation improvements that Narrator has made. The first we've talked a little bit about, which is uh, the heading navigation. So Narrator now can navigate by accessible headings in applications. And the, the first application that's really taking advantage of that is the settings app. And the next big improvement we made to navigation is we are now doing a better job of synchronizing system focus and narrator focus. And so where you're really going to see this with narrator is if you're browsing the web uh, and you're navigating with one of narrator's navigation methods like scan mode or item navigation, uh, and you want to go to the next uh, interesting element that you can interact with, you can now tab forward from where you are. So um, that experience should feel a bit more fluid and you should find the, find the next thing you're looking for. So those are the two kind of big navigation improvements that we made this release. And now we are going to talk a little bit about the audio improvements and Brett has some pretty big news here. Well, the first thing that's come through really is that it's been really good user feedback about just being able to do phonetic spelling. And so as you're going through and you're erring through the keys, you'll hear B beta. And so that really kind of helps determine things between Bs and Vs and those that are kind of hard to audibly distinguish. So a lot of good feedback on that. It should really help people when they're editing in, particularly when you're thinking about email addresses or when you're typing in and connecting to a wireless network, they're not always uh, exactly things that are uh, so readable. So now you can hear each character individually and very uh, distinctly. Super excited about that. And another great piece of feedback we've gotten recently, too, is really about being able to set narrator to another output channel. Uh, commonly, folks want to maybe watch a movie and then uh, on their laptop and share that with the room, but still maybe be using their headset or a different audio output or listening to music and having that come into the room and, again, not necessarily having the screen reader come out into the main, the main room. So there's lots of great uses for that, and we've really had just good feedback on it, and, and we, we've uh, now enabled that in this release. You know, Brett, there's there's some really great educational uses for that as well. You know, in the classroom, students using that for presentations. You know, a, a person might be giving a PowerPoint presentation and they don't want narrator speaking as part of the PowerPoint presentation. So now they can route narrator to, uh, you know, headphones, uh, to a USB headset, or, you know, maybe they're uh, in, a, in a broadcasting situation or in a call center environment and they need to reroute their uh, narrator output to a headset. And so this gives uh, people a lot more flexibility to do things like that, too. So yeah, Well, a lot of people did actually uh, message me on Twitter and mention this because they do things like that where they actually uh, are doing broadcasting or they're doing mixing of audio. Uh, and that's one of the coolest things about this particular release for some of these individuals that are working is that they can actually do some of these tasks without interrupting the flow of others in the room, especially if they're sharing a PC. 
I'm just now thinking how wonderful that will be for me the next time I have to do a giant PowerPoint presentation on the big screen with the big audio. And uh, yeah, last thing you want is for your screen reader to be, you know, triggered in the middle of that somehow. So yeah, looking forward to that. And now, Jeff, it is time to talk about one of the banes of, of our existence for many, many years within the Windows ecosystem, and that is the two dreaded words, safe mode. Tell us what's coming in safe mode. Well, let's take a, a little journey back first. And, you know, in a prior Windows release, we, we brought users uh, one of their most requested features, and that was the ability to independently install Windows, uh, you know, without sighted assistance. And this was something that users really, really wanted. And so we again listened to feedback from the community, and users wanted to be able to get into safe mode and be able to do things in that environment uh, and be able to use Narrator there. So. In the upcoming Windows release, we are allowing you to do that as well. And this is, this is really great. This is a, a feature that um, will allow people who are needing to troubleshoot their machines or, or people who are working in the field or uh, you know, technicians and the like who are needing to troubleshoot machines and IT analysts and that, you know, those types of in individuals uh, will be able to uh, work on systems and and get the stuff done. So it's uh, it's really good that this is coming. For for information on this, uh, the Disability Answer Desk has lots of information on this, and we would recommend that people contact them uh, for more information on this specifically. And then Janine, we've done some work for Braille in this release as well. Oh, good. The first thing that we've done in this release is we've brought Braille to the login. So now you can use Braille right at the login screen, right at the system level. Well, and this is really good for deafblind users too. You know, before, you know, this, uh, they, this has been a, a problem and now this is uh, available here. So this is, this is really, really good. In addition to that, We've, we've known that users have had uh, some problems sometimes uh, switching Braille displays. Some, some users have multiple Braille displays at, at their disposal, or, or they will sometimes you know, switch screen readers often, and uh, sometimes their Braille display will not come up using, using Narrator. We've, we know that this sometimes happens. So we've implemented a way where you can actually bring up uh, narrator settings and you can see what Braille displays are configured on your system. And if there's a combo box here and you can select from there which display you, you are currently using and it will reinitialize it and get it connected and running. And so you don't have to re-add it or anything like that. It will just, you know, just start working. So There's so many people who have the hardwired display on the dock. And then, you know, when they undock, they use a Bluetooth connection. So that is like saving so much time without having to bury yourself into settings to find it. Right. Now, now this is, uh, this is, this is not meant to be, you know, uh, something that is uh, re replacing 
you know, true plug and play. It's, it's, it's really meant to be, you know, those, those displays that you've already added to, to narrator or that have been seen by the system previously, these will be seen in this combo box and then you can simply just reselect it and, and uh, it will then uh, reinitialize and, and uh, get the display up and running. Yep. So this allows you to very, very quickly uh, get, it's just a, we're just trying to make it a little easier for you to get your Braille display up and running, you know, and Braille is still a beta. So, you know, in it will be a, a beta still in this upcoming release as well. So we're continuing to work hard on, on Braille and, uh, you know, um, we'll be talking more about feedback, but if you have feedback in, in, in any area, but you know, about Braille, then we'd love to hear more about that too. Well, our next item here is performance and reliability, and we're back to Brett on this one. Woohoo! I love talking uh, performance and reliability. Uh, you know, a, a couple of things I do want to uh, address is that we really want people to try it out because we've done some things that um, we believe are subtle but really important, just about um, being more consistent about how uh, it will, the narrator will speak to you. We've also done some work to to uh, how it responds to the keyboard. And so give it a try. Uh, we think that uh, you really appreciate some of the uh, performance and responsiveness improvements. But along, along the same lines, we also know that there's still a way to go. You know, and uh, as we pointed out, we're on a journey. And that journey continues, and it really requires um, us to, to be listening and continue to get feedback. And as part of that, inside the narrator settings, uh, you can now enable extra logging for us. We know that performance and making Narrator more responsive and uh, better to use with applications is important. And we also want to make sure we can continue to listen to customers. As you may know, uh, there's quests that have come out for both Xbox and Narrator that you can try if you're on the Insider program. Uh, we've had surveys and feedback, and so there's really good feedback coming in from that channel. But some of the work that we do really requires more information. And so in the upcoming release, you can go into a little section called Help Make Narrator Better. And you can turn this on. And what we do is uh, we will consume a bit more information about the apps that we're talking to, what the system is doing, and what the user is doing. And before you ask, no, we're not collecting any personal information. We're literally just turning on a deeper set of data logging. It's really important just because there are a lot of parts involved. And there's narrator, and there's narrator talking to an application, and that application may or may not be responding how we want, or the overall system may not be responding quite right at the time. And so as people encounter these things, we want to be able to make it super easy for you to give us that kind of deeper detail. And as you're using Narrator, we want you to press Caps E. And what that'll do is it, it will immediately launch from wherever you're at. It will launch into the feedback tool. You can fill out uh, all the information about where you're at and what, what's causing your problems. And then as you upload, we're going to take the little bit extra data with it and kind of tie it together. So that way, as we work with folks inside Microsoft, we'll go, oh, hey, look, is it narrator? Is it the system? Is it what part of the component is it? It really kind of helps us take a deeper dive. So if you're interested in helping us out, uh, it will take a little bit more memory. Um, I've not personally noticed uh, a performance hit from it, um, but it really, really will help us out and kind of drive us to uh, really understand the user experience. And that's just, it's really important to us to be able to do that. Can I give an example of that really briefly? Um, in the Xbox Insider group, we actually can do that where it will take some video because something could happen visually that I might not be able to comprehend or, or equate very well. So what will happen is that I can reproduce the problem 
and then submit the uh, issue and it'll actually look over the last couple of seconds uh, to see exactly what Brett is talking about. And in one case, just recently, I had a bug where um, I had enough vision to be dangerous. And in this case, I was able to see that there was a buffer issue happening, that uh, the system was responding, but Narrator wasn't catching up. And it, it, sometimes an issue like that can arise that would be very hard to detect uh, from a low vision or blind standpoint. So having some of this deeper integration allows some of those uh, telemetrics to go up to the cloud and get analyzed in a way that I might not be able to put down into the text very well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one thing to note, in this case, we're not taking video uh, or audio streams from uh, from your machine. It really is just more under the hood, uh, you know, kind of technical bits like, hey, it took a long time to get from A to B inside the system. So case folks are only like, nope, we're not taking video and we're not taking uh, audio streams either. Because it does come down to PI, so sorry, it does come down to personal identifiable information. We're, we're not taking that sort of stuff. So, but it's a great point. Xbox does allow you to opt in for that as well. Uh, but in this case, we're just trying to be uh, cognizant of, hey, look, people do lots of things and they're working in lots of environments. And so, hey, email might slow down. I'm frustrated. Caps E sends the data. Hey, I'm using the web, or hey, I'm using Word, or hey, I'm in settings, or hey, I'm in the weather app. Wherever it is, it allows you to do it in context pretty quick. Caps E, fill out the data, and it will really help us out. Yeah. So if you're seeing performance issues or, you know, you're you're seeing any kind of an issue and you want to be able to get data to us, this is the way to do it. And that is a great segue into Carolina talking about the feedback program. Thank you. Yes. We really want to ask you to join us in the Insider program. Um, you can do that by going to insider.windows.com. And essentially, by being an insider, you can really help us shape the features as they're being developed. And as you can hear from all of the examples of the things that we're actually shipping in our upcoming release, um, a lot of the stuff that we're working on is actually things that came from feedback. Another example of the things that came from feedback um, that we're actually releasing in our upcoming, um, upcoming Windows release is going to be a better experience for all tabs. We heard from you that when you all tab to change to a different application, Narrator was simply too verbose. So one of the things that we're doing is that we have really worked on that, on the items that Narrator is actually telling you about the apps that are currently open that you're switching to. And we believe that you'll find the experience a lot more efficient. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> That's one that gets me all the time. So I am excited to, to see this come along. Fabulous. We are, we are super happy. So if you want to try these things out before we actually do the big releases, you can. You just have to join us in the Insider program. The other thing that I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit around feedback is also if you really are new to Narrator and you're giving it a try and you really want to just learn a little bit more about how to use it, you can always find more information about how to use Narrator in our user guide. And you can find that at aka.ms slash narrator guide. And that will be in the show notes. Now, I'd like to talk with Joe a little bit here because he is part of the Insider Program. What should people know before they get involved in the Insider Programs at various levels? Uh, from Back your up your data. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do this on your work machine. <laughs> no, no, that would probably not be very advisable. So uh, moving your stuff that is not in the cloud, uh, if, if you're one of these individuals that likes to keep their stuff on their hard drive, uh, backing up that hard drive is very, very important before you even consider doing something like this because no one wants to lose. That's that's the worst. Um, so 
there are lots of USB drives out there. There are lots of um, hard drives that you can connect to your computer and you can copy over your photos, your music, uh, your important information before you do this. Um, you also probably wish to consider being in what's called the slow ring. There are two rings, one called slow, one called fast. Slow ring means that uh, it is a build of Windows that is uh, not going to update as often as the fast ring. And the reason why uh, I mention it that way is that um, there can be a lot of updates in the fast ring, which means that Windows is reinstalling itself and that might hurt your productivity uh, because it doesn't take that long to do it on a modern system, but on an older system, anytime you go to reinstall an operating system can take a little bit of time. And so uh, that may hit you at an inopportune time if it uh, isn't set to do it while you go to sleep. The other thing I would probably recommend is that if you are on the slow ring, you will have more time to get to know the system behavior and you might be able to get a better idea of what may or may not be working. And remember that this is uh, software that is in flight. And what I mean by that is it's still being worked on. It is not the final code. It's not the gold master that gets released to the public. So if you're going to do this, uh, know that the caveats are that uh, the Windows experience will change. And if you choose to be in the fast ring, um, it probably behooves you to do a lot more testing or be aware of how your system reacts to doing certain things. So that way you can provide that feedback to the team as you've heard today on uh, our show. Right. And there is a responsibility involved here in in doing some of this too, to be able to report that feedback, um, not just to get on and see all the really cool stuff, but actually to report on things that you're seeing issues, or if you really like something to report that as well, right? Exactly. And if you're a trainer or an AT professional, it helps you uh, already start to think in your mind how you might alter your course planning, uh, might uh, go ahead and start working on a chapter in your own rule book for how you're going to work on some of these new features with someone. You also uh, can pay attention to the Action Center because the Action Center will ask you for feedback. Uh, it'll say, hey, you just used Narrator. Um, you know, how was that working? Or if you had a crash, uh, you'll come back up into Windows and it'll go, hey, we noticed there was an issue. Can you tell us a bit more about it so we can try and replicate or look into these issues? And that's really helpful. Also, you might want to go ahead and turn on your notifications down in your SysTray to go a little longer. Uh, sometimes, as we know, those can disappear way quicker than we want them to. And so going into your settings, going to notifications uh, and extending that out to 30 seconds, 60 seconds, gives you a little bit more time to react, especially if you have multiple notifications happening at one time. Yep, and don't forget about uh, Windows V, as in Victor, uh, to be able to get to those notifications or get to them from the Action Center. I, I do think it should be remembered here that if you're gonna join the Insider program that you really should consider putting these builds on machines that, you know, you, you, not your primary. Yeah, not your primary <laughs> machine. If, if it's a machine that you use every day as your, you know, production level machine that you rely on every day, you know, it's your business level machine, that, then you, you may not want to put, the, you know, insider builds on that. Uh, that, that there's, <laughs> yeah, remember, these are beta. This is beta software. So uh, it, there's, there's a little bit of risk in that. And uh, so just keep that in mind. You want to, you want to, just keep all of this in mind. We actually have a third flavor 
of insider builds that um, you are able to install if you want to. These are really for people who really want to try the bleeding edge of the bleeding edge of the features that Microsoft is shipping. Um, And this is called um, the skip ahead. So a skip ahead um, flight, what it means is essentially you're really self-hosting features that are not going to ship in the upcoming uh, Windows release, but in the one that follows that. So this is really uh, fresh code um, that has the latest, latest um, features, but it does come with a little bit more risk. It is not for the faint of heart, but definitely one. And if you want to be at the bleeding edge uh, of testing our Windows features, please make sure that you are on those um, skip ahead flights. Great. So that is basically the ghost pepper flavor, right? Agreed. (laughs) If you're not familiar with reinstalling Windows or if you're not comfortable troubleshooting hardware like video or audio without using Microsoft seeing AI uh, to read screen, uh, when it horribly goes wrong, uh, then I, I would I would not jump on that. But if you are uh, one of those people that uh, go where angels fear to tread, then that is a very exciting place to be. Just that is where feedback matters the most because you're actually helping prepare the meal rather than uh, serving the meal or, or doing something in that respect. Uh, you're actually you know, purchasing the groceries that are going to go in the meal. And so that kind of information really helps up front uh, because I I do this for a living and I don't even use skip ahead because I, 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 I am afraid. You have heard it from the windows ninja here. So (laughs) you have been warned. Great. Well, um, Jeff and company, is there anything else you would like us to know about the upcoming spring update? So we talked about all of the great things that are coming in the upcoming release, both um, for Narrator and for Ease of Access. And that's really what we what we wanted to share with you today. But um, the one last thing that I do want to also share and, and emphasize is that uh, if you have any feedback, any questions, or do you need any help, please always reach out to our answer desk. They are always happy to help, always happy to ensure that you're getting the answers and the help that you need with anything that relates to troubleshooting any issues in Windows. So um, we'll make that information available as well uh, in the notes so that you know how to, how to get in touch with, with our answers desk. Good. Fantastic. Joe, any further questions? No, but I do want to stress again that if you need a resource to keep up with this stuff, because it happens so quickly and so often, uh, the Microsoft accessibility on Twitter, MSFT enable, is a great way to know when insider updates have come out, what's specifically coming for access, uh, what's happening with Office, which is uh, always changing and always coming up with new uh, things. And also a great resource for other things that are going on throughout the Microsoft Access community. Uh, the the Twitter account actually features many other people that are doing things with the technology in the social realm and also acknowledging uh, various things that are happening at conferences and what's happening on Channel 9, which is Microsoft's video feed. Uh, so it's a great way for uh, me and others uh, who do this for a living to keep up with this kind of information is follow Microsoft at the Twitter feed, which is also in the show notes. I'm making work for Janine even as we're getting there. Yep. <laughs> well, we're making work for Jason on the show notes. However, 
the Twitter feed is wonderful also because they are extremely responsive and communicate very well with the people that they serve, which is a great thing and much appreciated. Well, Jeff, I would love to thank you and your team for joining us tonight on Main Menu. So we have uh, Carolina Hernandez, Mariah Moon, and Brett Humphreys. And of course, we have Joe Steinkamp here with us. Thanks, Joe, for coming on board to talk about some of the portions of Windows that uh, we really couldn't address because we're just, we just don't have that background that you have on those. And, and those things called working eyeballs or partially working eyeballs, right? Yes, yes, the one, <laughs> the, the, the one. The one, okay, no. well, well, we'll take that. Great, well, thank you all for joining us. The Microsoft Disability Answer Desk is the place to go, as was noted in our presentation, and that number is 1-800-936-5900. That's 1-800-936-5900. The Microsoft Disability Answer Desk is available from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, and that specific time, and they are available from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time on Saturday and Sunday. So please avail yourselves of that wonderful resource. Again, that's the Microsoft Disability Answer Desk. As we mentioned in the interview, you can follow Microsoft Accessibility on Twitter at MSFT Enable. That's M as in Mary, S as in Sam, F as in Foxtrot, T as in Tango, and the word Enable, E-N-A-B-L-E. This is a great source for really up-to-the-minute news from Microsoft and its ongoing accessibility efforts. Let's take a look at a partnership that Microsoft has. Uh, this is something new that has come from the app Be My Eyes. Now, if you're not familiar with this app, it is actually a free app. And I believe it is iOS and Android. And uh, the iOS is predominant here in the U.S., but apparently around the world where uh, this app is available, it is literally available worldwide, there are more Android users, actually, of this app. And Be My Eyes was started a few years back. It was one of the first apps that came out that allowed this visual assistance through the use of your phone's camera. Be My Eyes makes use of volunteers, um, thousands of them around the world, around 900,000, actually, around the world, uh, who volunteer here to assist blind and visually impaired people by interpreting what they see through your phone's camera. And people have used this app for quick little projects to identify things. People have used it to uh, have a volunteer, say, describe scenery on a walk or to help with new appliances, um, which is a huge thing. Uh, coffee makers, um, lots of coffee maker help, they say. Um, there have been a number of podcasts done recently about this app, but we kind of wanted to show you a little bit about it. When you first download the app, you are going to be asked to set up an account. And basically all this does is enable the app to use your email and uh, collect that and a password so that you can actually log in. It will ask you if you are a visually impaired person or if you are a sighted volunteer. And that's just, you know, to know which uh, particular portion of the app to bring up for you, because obviously if you're a sighted volunteer, you're going to see some different screens than, uh, than what we would if we're using the app. So once you get your actual account set up and everything, you can go in 
to the app and here is what you'll see let me go ahead and bring this up be my eyes active be my eyes be my eyes call first available volunteer button okay so this comes right up on call first available volunteer and that's exactly what it will do it will call a volunteer and depending on where you are and who's available this actually uh, asks for your language settings so if you speak multiple languages you can bring this up uh, in the settings and set up your multiple languages so that you can actually get a volunteer who can speak any one of those multiple languages so anyway we have uh, call the first available volunteer and then if we single finger swipe right i'm using an iphone 8 with ios 11.2.6 specialized help button specialized help let's look at what else is on this screen before we go to the specialized help settings button settings and this is where you can um, change your account change your email uh, put in your language settings and then across the bottom we have two tabs selected home tab one of two stories tab two of two stories now they have enabled a section here that has stories from volunteers and uh, blind people about using the app and they've done it i think in a very tasteful way you know where people can actually tell about what this app means to them and how they use it so it's it's kind of a cool promotional part there to the app but let's go back up here to specialized help selected settings specialized help button and we'll double tap special back button okay and i'm just going to do a single finger swipe right specialized help heading info button customer support made better with be my eyes that pretty much sums it up but let's hear some more specialized help is a new feature that allows you to connect directly to companies customer support representatives if you have any questions or issues specific to their product or service my eyes will put you in touch with the company's customer support through a live video call this service is free for you to use we are always aiming to grow the be my eyes community if there are companies that you may seek assistance from and would like them to be brought on board please let us know and we will do our best to include them in the specialized help section make a suggestion button selected home tab one of two okay now we're back to our tabs across the bottom i'm just going to do a scrub gesture to get back out up. of that and specialized help heading we are back in the specialized help section and now i'm just Info. going to Button. technical heading okay right now there's not a lot in here but as they say they are growing this and they have more in other countries but right now the only one that shows up for me be my eyes technical support Button. we have be my eyes technical support of course but then we have microsoft button Microsoft and that gets you right to the disability answer desk now like I said we're not going to call it but if you were to double tap this button um, that would initiate a call to them at the number that we've mentioned in this particular episode of main menu so let's say your screen is frozen or something and your computer is not talking and you don't know what's going on and you don't have anybody and you know for whatever reason you can't figure out what the heck is going on on this screen this is a wonderful way to actually get somebody to look at your computer screen and help you so 
I would definitely recommend trying Be My Eyes, trying this specialized help feature. Um, you can also start with a regular volunteer, and if maybe the regular volunteer can't figure it out, then you can go over to the specialized help with Microsoft. They are taking suggestions. They would love to talk to companies about how they can make this part of their customer service. So I would say most definitely this is yet another tool in our very large and pretty neat looking toolbox. So for main menu. This has been Janine with Be My Eyes and Microsoft. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Bishop here on ACB Radio's main menu, and I have two very special guests with me today. And it's John and Larry Gassman, who were at CSUN, and I was there too. But we want to hear from them and find out what they learned when they were at CSUN. So hello, guys. How are you doing? We're good. Good. We're good. That's great. Now, uh, I saw them uh, quite a bit at CSUN, and and uh, so instead of me telling you everything that I learned, I wanted to let them uh, tell you. So, guys, what'd you find out? Well, one of the things that we thought we would find out about would be some of the things that Freedom Scientific slash VFO was doing with regard to Elbrel, and we did. But I think probably the thing that impressed me most was all of the things that Ira was doing. Uh, I had heard about Ira. John had experienced it. You mean Ira Gershwin? No, no, not not Ira, not George, but the Ira app. It's it's really not an app. Edit swear word now. It's a glass. It's glass. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Uh, it's an app too, though. It is. It is. But you experienced it at Disneyland, right? Because you had a chance to play it. Well, I work for Disney, and and about a year ago, we were, uh, I and two or three other uh, colleagues who are blind were asked to come and test ira in the disney parks in at disneyland and disney california adventure theme park and you know as you know that's a pretty crowded area with lots of people and strollers and, and kids and all kinds of and stuff people not watching and most everybody's probably heard about ira i mean very briefly you wear a set of uh, glasses and you have a uh, a video hookup with a, a sighted agent somewhere throughout the United States and, and now moving into Canada just yeah. a little bit. Using your iPhone. Yes. Etc. And it's so, incredible. They can exact, they can see exactly where you are uh, on their computer screen and they have Google Maps and all kinds of information in the event that you want to go to a restaurant. They can read a menu to you. So anyway, we were at Disneyland and they were looking uh, at what I was seeing as I moved my head from left to right and so forth. And, they and you're tell, using your cane. I'm using my cane. I've got a headset on. I have my aftershocks uh, on my uh, around my ears as Which well. Which is Bluetooth. Right. right. And as, really, as long as you're outside, you're in good shape. They had some problems sometimes as we moved inside uh, some, some areas. But literally, I was able to navigate through. Uh, the strollers. No, I should say around. Through my never, never went through one. No, that stroller, would have caused yeah. an accident. Yeah, sure. and a suit. That's true. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun, and uh, I lo- at CSUN, a lot of people were having the opportunity to walk around uh, the hotel and the exhibit halls and other areas in San Diego uh, during that particular week long stay at CSUN. Yeah, I, w- I wish we had had Ira as we walked through the hotel. That is a huge, immense place. And we got lost on an average of two to three times a day. And we're really good with mobility. And I've told, well, I, I've told people that that hotel is second in, in line in comparison to the MGM Grand in Las Vegas 
it was it, it I got lost there probably a dozen times a day. I bet you Ira would do very well for us. It would. It would. Yeah. Yeah. It's just amazing the whole idea behind Ira. And so we were lucky enough to get a pair of glasses. And didn't uh, know about all these uh, uh, things that were going on in San Diego until it was really too late to, to make use of it. But for the booth, if you walked up to the booth, they were giving people who were attending the CSUN conference an opportunity to take the glasses home and try them out. What a great PR move. You you know, you put a credit card down. That way, if you don't return the glasses, that's okay. They just take the money out of your credit card. Um, and so we walked, went home with a pair of glasses. I haven't used them as much as I would want just because work gets in the way. But I really would like to play with them and uh, make use of this really a life-changing uh, app. And so yeah, when, that, that was a highlight for us. When we as blind people can gain more uh, chances to just be normal, meaning you're, walking around, you're reaching, Larry. <laughs> well, well, I'm not sure that you or I could ever be considered as normal. No, that's true. <laughs> but but if we could ever, if we ever have the chance to gain more independence, and doing that through the use of these glasses with the help of other people, I mean, you gotta you gotta go for that. You gotta mm-hmm. make sure that that happens. And so many people that we've told about this and and sent to their website have said, this is incredible. Would you refer us? Because yeah. you can do referrals. So. You can do referrals yeah, and, and they can read. And we know of several people who would and, be and very you, good at you this. You get a month's free uh, usage, and they do too, if you refer somebody. Yeah. So yeah. that's, you know, I'd be happy to do that because I, I think it's a great service. I would, I would bet that that's probably the number one thing to come out of CSUN mm-hmm. in 2018 by far. And there were a lot of good things. There were some good Braille things. Sure. Uh, uh, going back to VFO, the new Focus 5, fifth generation, mm-hmm. is outstanding. Uh, lots of good stuff from Microsoft and Amazon as well. Envision America and, and is also testing their uh, script talk station for those of us who are diabetic as a phone app. And so they're looking for beta testers. And so we signed up for that as well. And that's something that I, I can't wait to get into because I use it. Uh, you know, normally, if you use Script Talk, you might want to contact them because they're looking for more beta testers. They'd right. probably be able to put you to work. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to testing that and playing with that as well. There was a lot of great things. One of the things that probably would, it wouldn't have worked here at CSUN because we were down in the exhibit hall, and uh, and I know that there wasn't good internet connectivity there. But ga- moving around all of those people and going from booth to booth would have been perfect for Ira. Well, no, they were doing it. They were? Yeah. I'd heard that it was trouble of a trouble because oh, it may, of there may have been some the connectivity. Trouble. There might have been some trouble, but yeah. people were doing it. They were trying to do it at least. Yeah. Well, so Now, I had the glasses, and I, I had some connectivity issues with the glasses, but right. using your phone was fine. Oh, you okay. Use the, uh, you could use the app just fine. And, and in fact, uh, when I went to the Ira booth, they were saying, yeah, people were, were having problems using their glasses. It, it was a bandwidth issue inside the hotel itself. Right. And, well, and, there were, uh, it, it takes more bandwidth using the glasses because you know they're you know, obviously you're 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 sending a lot more data back and forth when you're using the glasses. Well, they were having a lot of trouble in the individual sessions, right? Uh, because of connectivity, probably the bandwidth. As Microsoft well. was so was VFO. I mean, probably most people were. The, yeah. the connectivity at the hotel wasn't wasn't great. The only the only difference really with between the phone and the glasses is you've got a much better camera on the glasses. Although the, the well, phone exactly. camera's improved a lot. Sure. But yeah. you wouldn't get quite the same. The, the sighted agent would not get quite the same view 
from an iPhone camera as he would from the glasses. And you know, they're, they're, you're from, I don't know if everybody's familiar with the fact that uh, Ira built a new set of glasses that they're coming out with in May called Horizon. Right. Now, did you get to uh, see those glasses? No, no. The, I think the ones they gave us were the uh, the, the Australian Google glasses. No, the Australian glasses. Right. I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. No, we did no, not see those. I think they're beta testing the Horizon still, so they're not ready to, to release them. They are them still right. on the they Horizon. They showing them, so, though. Yeah. I got to see them. You did? Yes. And, and they're, uh, they're a little bit different than the uh, current ones. The, the, uh, the camera is in the center, so it's just above your nose. Mm-hmm. The camera gives you about 120 degrees viewing area around you. So this really gives you an opportunity for the agent that you're speaking to on Ira to be able to see things in front of you and to the sides. So this gives the agent the ability to see a lot more things around you. Not only that, but the camera is really able to see things at a much further distance and the resolution of the camera is much better. So, for example, we're hearing that, you know, when people walk and they can see, they're able to read signs as they're walking past things. And with today's glasses, like the Google Glasses, right now, sometimes when you're using Ira, you have to stop and the agent will say, okay, please stand still and look to the left or look to the right or look straight ahead and let me focus the camera on the sign and then uh, you know they'll do that and then they'll read the sign and then they'll tell you what the sign says but what we're hearing now is that with the new glasses and with the new resolution of the of the lens they're able to actually read signs as you're walking you know just like a sighted person would do as they're walking say through an airport or through a mall or through a store so this is really neat. It's very exciting. And a lot of times, companies will charge you to upgrade, and they're not doing that. In this they're case. not going to charge, no. Yeah, so no. It, it re- they really want you to use the product. And so mm-hmm. come May, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Now, did you uh, get to see any other neat products? No. I don't think yeah, we I don't did. Think so. You know, we spent a lot of time in the presentations and not as much time this year in the exhibit hall for whatever reason. Maybe yeah. just because we were getting frustrated that it was tough to find your way around. I was I was very frustrated. Yeah. Not well, on, I'll, t- you I'll know. tell you one thing that, that, that a lot of people flocked around, and I did not get to see it myself, but I will tell you uh, one thing that was a big hit in the exhibit hall. And the only reason I know that it was a big hit was because it was right next to the booth that I was in. And that was virtual reality gaming, uh, accessible games. There was uh, accessible virtual reality ping pong. Wow. Yes, and I, I really would have liked wow. to have done that. So that was rather intriguing. And the only reason I knew about this was because one of uh, the people that uh, worked at Microsoft ran by me and went, I'm going to go try the virtual reality <laughs> ping pong. And... Uh, I wonder how easy it would have been for a blind person I, in that I, hall with totally all that noise to so, hear. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah, uh, well, very simple with your very, Ira very glasses on. about the whole deal. So <laughs> just put your Ira glasses on, and you too can play virtual <laughs> well, no, no, you put no, you put the VR glasses on. Oh, right, okay, yeah, that's yeah. it's a different thing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Apparently, so I, I don't know. He was very excited about the whole thing. So we need to find somebody that participated in that and and get them on main menu and 
find out what that was all of course, about. Of course, that I, could become a seeing AI channel next year. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, there, <laughs> well, who knows? Uh, there, there is that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And there were lots of sessions. Any, uh, any really neat sessions that stood out for you? I, uh, I I like the Microsoft sessions. The that's Seeing the AI session was really good. It was really well attended, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because um, that's such a popular uh, app. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had uh, the 365, uh, Office 365 session, which was very good as well. Mm-hmm. And I missed a couple of the other ones. So. Uh, Google Docs uh, in the VFO ballroom was very well attended and a lot of people liked it as well mm-hmm. so oh, good yeah, yeah. Uh, got a chance to, to do a lot of that stuff especially because a lot of that stuff pertains to stuff that I'm working on uh, for Marriott especially as it relates to Office 365 etc so it's always be it's always cool to be able to get some stuff learned so I can bring it back to people Amazon has well. a lot of sessions on Alexa yes they did as well on who John Alexa Alexa Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Let's uh, let's turn all the Alexas yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. She didn't respond. Yeah. No, she didn't because well, I didn't ask I, her I to say it. anything. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, uh-huh. but I. It's so much fun talking to somebody who has her in another mm-hmm. time zone, and you ask what time it is, and both Alexas answer in their own time zone on the, on different coasts. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Fun yeah. stuff to do. You know, when you have nothing else to do. But uh, but Alexa is. I mean, if you think that what she does now is is pretty cool, they are working on some stuff. For later on, that it's just amazing what people think of, and then they're able to bring it to reality. Well, yeah, I I can't wait to see what's going to happen in the next three to five years. I think uh, we haven't seen anything yet. No. I think we're just knocking at the door of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, it's it's pretty crazy. I think it, who knows where the world's going. And it's, I for yeah. all these companies, I mm-hmm. just crazy stuff. <laughs> I, it's hard for me to explain to friends who are sighted how much the. The, the assistive technology means, especially when you consider the last three to four to five years, absolutely. we're living in a time and age I never thought we would get to. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, and we don't take it for granted, or we shouldn't. Well, accessibility yeah. is a key phrase these days. It, did, it wasn't that way a few no. years ago, but now it is. And if you're a, a young blind person going to school uh, or or looking for your first job, you're living in the right time because uh, you have everything right there at your fingertips. Literally, we didn't growing up. I wish we did, but now it's a wonderful time to be uh, going to school or going to work. Absolutely. So I think it's safe to say that that uh, CSUN 2018 was the year of Ira, huh? Absolutely. I think, so. I, I think it might have been the best CSUN I've ever attended. Uh, simply because of IRA. It is groundbreaking. It's revolutionary. And yes, it's exp- it is expensive. Sure it is. You know, uh, you pay a subscription every month, but if you have things that IRA can help you with, it, it's it's worthwhile, but yeah. it is expensive. Yeah. So next well, year, right. it's uh, CSUN is in Anaheim. I can throw a rock and hit the hotel. Not from, quite. Right. Almost so, so John, we'll just uh, we'll all flock to your city. And you can give us a tour of Disney, of course. And you can uh, you know take us on a grand tour and get us uh, all our main menu listeners free Disney tickets. And yeah, that's that's and almost you, like what Sue Sweetman did. She she volunteered our house for lunch. Oh uh, yeah, okay. she put it up well, on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Every, everyone write to you know, 
John at Disney.com, and I'm sure that, you know, he'll get He'd be it. happy get to get you email. into the park. Oh, sure. Sh- oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will be great. It will be great. We'll, uh, Alexa will do it for you. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just ask Alexa. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm sure, she, I'm sure she'll get those for you. <laughs> Absolutely. She's working on it now. <laughs> yes, she is. Absolutely. I can see that seven-inch tower spinning right now. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that we've gotten John in trouble, we'll, we'll... Oh, no, no. There's still time to do some more damage. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, no. <laughs> well, well, John and Larry, thank you very, very much. And uh, I guess we'll see you guys uh, in the land of Disney and CSUN next year, huh? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I wouldn't miss it. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff. Main Menu airs every Friday evening beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream, repeating every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can listen by pointing your browser to acbradio.org mainstream, use ACB link for iOS, grab it as a podcast, or call 712-775-4808. If you have any suggestions, ideas, or a recording of your own, email us mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can reach us on Twitter at Main Menu. Thanks so much for listening.